0: My cheating wife leaves me while I'm on deployed for a toxic bad boy, then comes crawling back to me with two kids. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. So, I'm in the army and I was married. I was approaching my first deployment to Iraq. It was very stressful and it had my wife wanting me to find a way to stay and not deploy. Obvious things any wife would try to talk about. Anyway, so we have no kids, but both want them. So we talk about getting out of debt while I'm gone. She talks to her best friend back home in another state where we're both from. Her friend agrees to let her move in and charge a modest 300 in rent so that we can both get out of debt and start a family when I come back. A plan I was actually very pleased with. I deploy and she's there crying her eyes out saying she'll miss me and loves me and we'll start a family when I get back. Fast forward two months. She starts acting distant, not wanting to talk much on our scheduled calls or text back one or two word answers. We've been together six years. She's never at a loss for words. Anyways, one day she says she needs some space. She asked someone who's 10,000 miles away for space. I ask why she says she needs space. She says she wants to find herself. So I remember back when we lived at home, she had a guy who was always being borderline in a Appropriate. I'm not a very jealous person, and I trust her. So, I start seeing said guy in on basically all of her pictures she posts with a group. Every time, he's in the picture. Everyone else changes, but never him. So, for the first time, I'm very jealous and uneasy about everything. I clone her phone so I receive every text she receives, as well as every text she sends. I'll never forget the first text I saw after cloning her phone. Hey babe, I'll see you after work, want me to save you any of my leftovers? From her to him. It destroyed me. I lost 35 pounds in a week. I didn't eat or sleep. I stared at the phone watching every conversation, watching them talk about trying to have a baby. It was literally everything a married person fears. I ask her if she's seeing someone, and she says no, she isn't. She's taking care of herself, and she loves me, blah blah blah. I don't say anything about receiving her texts for two months. Over this time, she finally admits to cheating, and that he's so much much better than me at sex treating her right and he does what she wants during this time she pays our debt off gets tattoos with him matching I love you tattoos goes to shows with him buying clothes everything with the money that I'm making so this is where I decided to get some revenge I put a freeze on the account for a month in that time I change every password to every account to things that she won't guess mostly army jargon slang terms I block her on Facebook and my phone so she has no way to contact me. She lost her car to Repo a few months later, got kicked out of her place, and had to sell her prized shoes and purses just to stay alive. I then found out she got a job at her old restaurant. So I post all the text conversations I have with her and the guy talking about having babies that have timestamps on it, as well as post conversations we had with the matching timestamps, showing all of our friends what she had done. I then have friends call and complain at her job constantly on both him and her. They work at a restaurant, so I also have friends dine and dash. They both get fired, so she tries to call my command and tell them that I'm abandoning her, and she can't provide for herself. My commander knows what's going on. He does nothing because he had something similar happen. Then, about a month before I come back, she calls me from another number to tell me she's pregnant with his kid. Mind you, I'm still gone, so we can't get divorced yet. She moved away with him. 10 hours from me, April 24th, 2018. She calls me five months pregnant, crying uncontrollably, asking me where she should go. Apparently, they had a massive fight, and she told him she's leaving. She says she doesn't know where to go, and I simply say, sorry, not my problem anymore. Fast forward to January of this year. She calls me from a mutual friend's phone. He hit me. I don't know what to do. Maybe you don't cheat on your husband when he's deployed for some guy who talks a big game. Well, I guess you're happy about this. No, but I'm glad I'm not the bad guy in this story. And then the next month. He's cheating on me with two girls. I'm sorry. I regret everything I did. I screwed it all up. Yeah, you did. All in all, this woman destroyed my life and put me into a deep depression I'm still dealing with, but I do feel a little better having proof that I wasn't the problem. To think if this happened even 10 or 5 years ago, I would have come back to an empty bank account, an empty house, as well as seeing my then-wife pregnant with another man's baby. She actually hit me up yesterday to ask for some money to help cover rent. I don't understand how you can screw someone over like that and then expect them to help you. Why would you think this person would do anything to try and help? What you did is not something that's forgiven easily. You made your bed. You have to lie in it. You had something good and you chose to throw it away. You can make all the arguments in the world of being lonely while he's on deployment or whatever, but you made that decision. You have to deal with the consequences now. There's no backpedaling. This happened several years ago. I was working at a small medical supply company as the IT manager. Business was bad, and eventually the IT department had to downsize to just me. During this time, they brought in a new CFO that I had to report directly to. Let's call her Pam. Pam had zero knowledge of IT and how things worked. Her motto was, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. PC or server life cycles didn't exist. We don't have to pay for licensing to keep our firewall updated. It's working just fine now. I went from having an annual budget to a wish list, which she would deny everything I asked for. The couple that owned the company were real pieces of work too. One time we had a quarterly meeting, and people were asking about how secure their jobs were. The owners said that nobody was getting laid off and that all of our jobs were secure. This was at 5 p.m. on a Wednesday. The very next morning at 9 a.m., they laid off six people. At noon, one of the owners showed up to show off the Escalade that he had just purchased that morning. During the first six months that Pam was there, she started firing everyone that worked for the old CFO and replaced them with her friends and family. Three of her bridesmaids from her wedding a few years prior got hired to replace those that she'd fired. I knew I was on borrowed time. After she had been there nine months, I was the only one, one left out of what had been a dozen people that worked for the old CFO. I knew my time was running out. I had been looking for work, but the 2009 crash had just happened, and the job market in my area went south quickly. Sure enough, she called me into HR and blindsided me with an entirely trumped-up charge that she claimed happened the day before. I was working with the VP of sales on a project that entire day, so I had a witness. I asked to bring him in since my boss was lying, and was told, this is not about him. The is about you. Remember kids, HR is there to protect the business, not do what is right or legal in some cases. Needless to say, I knew my days were numbered. The next morning, I get introduced to an IT expert who just happens to be Pam's 21-year-old nephew. He was to shadow me and evaluate everything that I did to see if we could streamline any processes. In other words, they wanted me to train him to do my job. I quickly learned that this kid had absolutely no knowledge of IT. He's the kid people think is an IT expert because he can hook up a PlayStation to a TV. He didn't even know how to join a PC to a domain. So I knew what had to be done. The inventory, billing, shipping, and receiving were all run by scripts that I created on the server. They were all run using the domain admin account. I raised quite a fuss about giving him the domain admin account in front of Pam and him. I then loudly proclaimed that I was going to change the password to it since you can't have people who don't work for the company have admin access to our network. I was overruled ruled and was told to give it to him. I complied, but I also showed him multiple times how to change passwords on the domain. I even had him write it down to make sure that he could do it. I really stressed the importance of changing the admin password and deleting his local account the second he's no longer consulting with us. I showed him a few things that day, but nothing in regards to what really made the company run. There wasn't enough time in a year to bring this kid up to speed on how to run that place due to his complete ignorance of IT. I come into work the next day, and sure enough, I was let go because her nephew had found my skills lacking in many areas. I collect my last paycheck and head home. The next morning, I get a call from the CFO and owners. Apparently her nephew wasn't quite up to speed on everything we did there, and she was graciously offering to pay me my regular salary to come in as a consultant and get her nephew up to speed on the IT infrastructure. I told her that I was now an independent contractor, and if she wanted my services, I was was going to charge her $200 per hour with a 250-hour minimum. At that point, she told me she was going to call the police and have me arrested for what I did if I didn't come in and fix everything. My response was, just so we're clear, you fired me, replaced me with a completely unqualified idiot, and now you're threatening to call the cops on me if I don't come in and fix what he did? I'll hold. Please, call the cops and let me know what they say. She started cursing at me and hung up the phone. Turns out, her nephew did actually learned something from me. He changed the admin password after I had left. The one that ran all the scripts for inventory, billing, shipping, and ordering. According to some of my co-workers, the place was dead in the water for several days until they could get a real consultant in to go through the documentation that I had created and fix the issue. The nephew was immediately fired and Pam was gone within a month. This is a perfect example of why you don't just give the job to family members. While it might be nice to get them a position, at the end of the day, they're probably not as qualified as they should be. Whenever it's family, people tend to pull some strings. IT at a company is not one of those areas where you wanna be lacking in your expertise. When something goes seriously wrong, you need someone who knows what they're doing and can do it quickly, not your 21-year-old nephew. My father seems to think I'm obligated to spend the holidays with him. I was raised by a single father with whom I rarely saw eye to eye. He tried to mold me into his views of traditional masculinity, the good and the bad. He'd praise me when I excelled in certain roles, like a handyman or football player, but then be dismissive over crying or being bullied at school. He took his role as a disciplinary figure very seriously, even during the holiday season. My dad always throws a party for our family every Thanksgiving and Christmas. He provides great food, and some of my relatives are pretty decent. However, my dad is a terrible host. He had everyone come over, including people who were toxic to be around. I swear. Every year, there's always some fight about the pettiest thing. All the vegans get is a salad. The kids shouldn't watch anything with Santa in it. A gift card? You couldn't have just sent me money? It's like they're so obsessed with making everything perfect that anything not going their way is unacceptable. On top of that, My dad pretty much makes the parties all about him. He tries to micromanage a lot of activities, from the movies we'd watch to whatever we made conversation about. The worst was when he'd brag about me into sounding like he molded me into his views of traditional masculinity. He'd brag about how I was the MVP in youth football, even though I hated it, or that I kicked butt in martial arts, even though that's not what it was about, nor why I enjoyed it. When I mention achievements I'm actually proud of, like taking up creative writing or a new book, I'm reading, he'll pay no heed. My dad says he's happy I have a girlfriend, but also that he's glad I didn't turn out LGBT. As far as gifts go, he'd only get me things that he'd approve of, whether I wanted them or not. New boxing gloves or clay pigeons? Heck yeah. A PS4 or 3DS? Eh, could be worse. A journal or the entire Harry Potter book series? No, I won't do that to you. Basically, I've come to associate the holidays with my dad asserting more dominance than usual, and being forced to interact with toxic family members. Fortunately for me, my girlfriend's dad invited me to spend both Thanksgiving and Christmas with them. Finally, I think I'll get to enjoy myself for a change. Then, earlier today, my dad called asking me when I'm coming over for Thanksgiving. I told him I already said I wasn't coming, and that I'd be going to my girlfriend's place. He said things like, you always spend the holidays with your old man, or your cousins like seeing you, you know. My cousins have stopped coming over for the holidays for years. I tried arguing that inviting Getting family over might not be a good idea anyway. This was during the time of the global crisis. People like my grandma or Uncle Devin were at higher risk. He called BS on that, since, you don't seem to be worried about giving it to your girlfriend. I've tested negative, and nobody coming over is at high risk. Then my dad went on this tirade Oh, I see how it really is. You think I'm a terrible father, right? You'd rather throw me and your whole family under the bus when all we want is to spend the holidays with you. I'm offering you free. Food and family time, but you'd rather throw it down the drain than be grateful I'm even allowing you into my home. You're welcome, by the way. I've told my dad many times how bad he makes me feel about myself or even just in general. He'd argue, I gave you everything you needed to survive in this tough world. If I made you feel that bad, how'd you get so good at karate? You wouldn't know how to get a girlfriend if it weren't for me. In other words, my feelings are invalid because I still succeeded in some aspects of my life. Seeing as we weren't getting anywhere, I hung up. I hate it when my dad guilt trips me like this, because as much as everyone's told me he's wrong, there's still some part of me that feels like I should feel guilty. I get that Christmas and Thanksgiving are all about family, but for once, I'd like to be with a family that's actually fun to be around. Others have said I should be grateful I even have a dad, let alone one that's taking care of me. That's like saying having a dog that barks and bites you is better than being petless. I don't know, I just want a nice holiday season for once. Sounds like your dad has some serious control issues, which is obviously going to come into play when you tell him you don't want to come over for holidays. That's something that he needs to work on. You've told him the way it is, and he's just going to have to deal with that. You're entitled to spend your Christmas or Thanksgiving however you want. You're a grown adult. If you want to spend it with your girlfriend's family, you're entitled to do that. And if the environment is as toxic as you say, I don't think anyone could really blame you. Entitled customer uses my dead uncle to try and bargain with me. This happened a couple weeks ago, but I'm still ticked off when I think about it. My place of work is a family business. My grandfather founded our store. My dad and mom bought it from him, and I'm now working the desk, along with some of my siblings. My mom and dad didn't originally plan to be sole owners, however. My uncle was also very involved with the business and wanted to go in on it with them. Unfortunately, about six months before the deal was supposed to happen, happen, he unexpectedly suffered a stroke and died while walking his dogs. It was so fast, I never really got the chance to say goodbye. He was out less than two hours after he went down. He was young too, only 42. I was wrecked emotionally for a long time after that. My parents pulled out of the deal and waited another seven months past the original date to buy the business, both to heal further and to put things in order. My uncle knew codes to safes, passwords to accounts, all that, and when he went, he took all of that with him, so it was really difficult to track everything down. We now have a memorial photo in the store, with his death date and a little message about what he's done for the store. Every so often, a customer who met him once will give us their condolences. While I love my uncle and enjoy the memorial picture, sometimes it really hurts to have someone who barely knew him try to comfort you while you're just trying to work. However, this customer took it a step too far. As soon as she came in, she went to our higher-end product and began to complain that everything was too pricey. That our prices used to be lower. They weren't. All before spotting the memorial photo. She looks towards me and says, oh, uncle used to bargain with me all the time. It's such a shame. Because I'm stupid and try to give people the benefit of the doubt, I assume she's just giving a weird kind of condolence. I don't like talking about him in front of strangers, so I switch topics and direct her towards our lower end goods that are more in her price range. She gives me a weird look and continues to bemoan our prices and uncle would always make them lower for her. Then out of nowhere, as I'm talking about our mid-range product, she blurts out, do you even care? I turn totally stone-faced and as calmly as I can, I say, of course I do. But unfortunately, I can't do anything about it. I don't and cannot negotiate with you. I like to say that I blew up and threw her out of the store. But in the end, she settled on two lower-end products and I processed her order as quickly as I could to get her out of my face. One thing I did, did do was simply not inform her on a sale we're having on one of her items. Oops, we'll just call that the $50 dead uncle fee. I get why that would make you uncomfortable. Customers coming in and bringing up your dead uncle when you were much closer to him than they were. But just know it's coming from a good place. Most of them just want to offer their condolences and let you know that they liked him. This lady was clearly trying to do something else. To be honest, he probably never even gave her the discounts she's talking about. She's probably just making this up, thinking that you'll just go along with it because you both liked him and had a nice conversation about him or something like that. Not that she even bothered to start the conversation off in a nice way. She came in with an attitude from the get-go. That's great that my uncle decided to give you that discount, but based on our interaction, I'm deciding that we're going to be charging you a little extra from now on. My significant other is jealous of my coworker because I gave them a cookie. So, my significant other brought me two cookies from one of my favorite local bakeries while I was at work. I ate one, and then one of my female co-workers, who I consider a friend, came by the firearms counter I run at work. After we said hi, I asked my usual, how are you? And she said her period was very painful. I gave her a chunk of the second cookie because I felt bad, and I said I hope she would feel a little better after. My significant other says this was extending comfort only intended between us and made her very uncomfortable. I agreed that if it made her uncomfortable, I wouldn't do it again, but I kind of think she's overreacting. Am I the jerk? Your significant other sounds like just a little bit of a jealous person, I think. Like, heck, it was just a cookie. Who really cares? And it doesn't even sound like you gave her the whole thing. You said you gave her a chunk of the cookie. Your significant other is really going to be weighing that against your relationship? What were the intentions behind that little piece of cookie? It was to make her feel better. The co-worker having a bad day, and he just wanted to offer her comfort. Should he just treat all women like trash that aren't you? Sorry. It doesn't work that way. He still is allowed to be a decent human being to other people. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all of our stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.